Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. Mahomes stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. This is the week seven edition of the Jordan Jake podcast brought to you by Ortho Carolina. And Jake, you know what week seven means, don't you? It means the Jordan Gross is off. You're not off the pup list, which right. would be, you know, six weeks. But it's the arrival of Jordan Gross and just uh-huh. at the right time. Because I have a feeling the- you're going to you're gonna bring us some luck in the big city of New York. Yep. And we're going to get a win. That's in the flesh. I Panther Nation has been a buzz this week because they're like, is he going to play or isn't he? We, we need, you know, there's a new guy and we want to know if he's playing. And it's not Gilmore they're talking about, Jake. It's the color commentator role in the team broadcast of Jordan Gross. And yes, Panther fans, I will be there. And if you can't tell, Jake, I'm excited. I'm ready for a little change of scenery from uh, out here in the uh, Intermountain West to head to the Big Apple and have a good time. I like or we got we got to talk, you know, all, about last week and everything as well. But I just got to say, I'm looking forward to this game. So let's let's uh, come to, back to that a little later in the show, Jake. But how are you? What have you been up to? Are you looking forward to your week off? You know, Jordan, um, there's a yes and a no. Uh, listen, I love doing the games. I love you know watching our team. I mean, I think that's fun. You know, our broadcast crew is, you know, is it's fantastic. Certainly enjoy it. Um, but it's been a busy week, Jordan, and it's only going to continue to get busier. So Lindsay is a freshman and it's homecoming week at our high Mm -hmm. school. And so there's the homecoming game Friday night, the dance on Saturday. Well, we, when I say we at my house on Saturday is about 10 of the young ladies in Lindsay's class and their dates, and they're going to have their homecoming meal at the house. Carrie's having that catered in. So, you know, with that comes a full cleanup at the house. Top to bottom. Pressure wash. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it's just been – it's just nonstop. And then on top of it, the house get got toilet papered. Uh, (sighs) Kind of a thing down here. So that was done. On Monday night, they did a really good job, I must say. So, and of course, I'm gonna make Lindsay, you know, hey, that's that's your friends, you you know, we're gonna we're gonna pick it up, but you're helping. But the problem was, she had a volleyball game after school Tuesday, and they had to stay for the JV and varsity after, so it was it was going to be dark. And then again uh, on Wednesday, same thing. And there was some rain coming through, so I didn't want to have mm. wet toilet paper all over. So I had to do it all by myself, which is fine. Uh, um, how many rolls so do just, you anticipate? How many rolls do you anticipate were used? And do you thinking it was like Charmin Double Soft, or was it like the cheap stuff? It, it was some. It was no. It was high quality toilet paper. You need high quality the, though to be able to sling it up there, or the sheets would rip. It, yeah. ex- exactly, but also it, it worked out well because when I would. Could, the ports I could reach to kind of loosen some from the trees, it would just kind of come down because there was mm-hmm. enough kind of, you know, firmness still left in the toilet paper. It took me two and a half hours to pick up uh. Uh, <laughs> everything. So, what's your technique? Quick, what? Two and a half hours. I uh, just talk to me, listen, Jake. You know, talk, 
Okay. I want to hear the technique though. Like, so it's because you say they did a good job and I, I've been to your house. There's not like a ton of trees in front, but there's trees around and you know, how do you get like the high reaching stuff? What device did well, you use to remove said toilet paper? Well, listen, there's still remnants in the, the, the high areas I could, I could not, um, I could not reach. I had one of those, you know, those pickup little grabber things that you can pick up trash. Yeah. With? I had yeah. one of those and I tried to get as much and I could grab on and kind of wiggle and shake. And so I, w- I would get some long pieces down. But you know what I noticed? We have columns in the front and they wrap all the columns and everything. Uh-huh. But I would just start and I'd put a, get a bunch of uh, the, the ends and I would kind of like do a twisting motion. And uh-huh. it would twist the toilet paper and it would like make it a little more firm. And all of a sudden it would just kind of start coming to me. So I, I knocked out some <laughs> huge areas doing that. So I was pretty proud of myself for that technique. Um, but no, so it's been, uh, that's my week so far, Jordan. It's been pretty busy uh, gearing up for the, um, uh, for the crew to come and a little disappointed. The weather has been unbelievable here. Like, you know, mid 50s in the morning, mid 70s nice. for the high. But we're starting to get a little humidity creep back in and it's uh, going to start to warm up like 88, 87, 86. And, you know, our state bird is the mosquito. So the mosquitoes. Um, so I, I had to get something else. I'm going to spray pretty hard uh, for the mosquitoes because the kids, we have it set up outside kind of by the pool area and all that. And the parents are going to come. So, but it's all good. Looking forward to it. Bunch of good kids. And, uh, so that's my week, Jordan. So good thing that you're going to call the game this weekend. Yeah. You're going to bring your a game. Well, I'm here to help a couple takeaways from that story, which I just love, by the way, number one, did this happen at night when you were sleeping? Uh, yes, it did. So you had a whole slew of kids out there, toilet paper in your house, so in such stealth mode that you didn't even wake up. Is that what I'm to believe? Well, listen, I just went through four years of doing this with Lauren, and so we'll probably have four years of Lindsay. And they're going to come at some point. Uh, so, I mean, listen, it is what it is. I just kind of okay. go with it. Number two, I think <sighs> that you should have you should have followed the toilet paper with an immediate Christmas light on the exact same pattern while you were already out there working your columns and the eaves and all that. And boom, you would have had your Christmas lights done all in one swoop. Well, to answer that, uh, in some of the crepe myrtles that we have that are, you know, have grown to a very nice size on the side of the house, those, we keep the Christmas lights up. We found no, that you it, they will last. Not, they, they are not lit. You leave Let's them on. You, you leave li- them on and you, you can't you don't even notice them and they last about three to four years wow okay so you yes. don't even need to but that makes better grip for the toilet paper it's probably it does but it, it it actually wasn't so bad okay and lastly you said you could get most of the toilet paper but not all of it so you have a few little toilet paper dingleberries still on your house oh there's no doubt there's some <laughs> uh some still swaying in the wind on the oak trees driving down the driveway which uh, kind of gives a nice little touch but yeah it is what it is okay here's my update that was awesome here's my update for you we've had a discipline issue on our high school team which i am not proud of and the trickle down from that is guess who had to play right guard in practice the other day 
I would have to think it would be either you or Teddy Gross. It was me. Okay. Not my son, Teddy. So I played right guard with the kids just had helmets on and there's strep throat going around as well. So we were real light. <laughs> so I had to play right guard. Two things that you're going to laugh about. Okay. Number one, my groin was incredibly sore. So I didn't hit any kids or anything. It was all just like repping plays and but full speed stuff. So I'm out there in my sneakers repping plays groin did you put a helmet did you put a helmet on no that jake no i just had my gear i just had my normal coach gear okay sharpie in the pocket whistle behind the back but my groin was so sore after about five minutes i'm going oh my gosh i can start to feel so i didn't say anything to the guys but i (laughs) definitely i'm definitely sore in the groin number two i did have one false (laughs) all start oh you have got to be kidding me Cause what, what, I was, what's your cadence what is your cadence oh it's simple it's we shift out like we start bunched and we shift out because we'll run some bunch plays too but it's just set what was happening i was i was goofing off talking to the tackle trying to you know make things a little bit lighter and i horribly flinched and they were killing me i had to do push-ups it was but i couldn't wait to tell you that uh That's jake awesome. all right vikings game we depend this is about the panthers more than our personal lives sometimes so let's move forward vikings game i was dying in my living room watching that thing jake i was so proud of the way that the team came back Blah, at the end is all i can say what's the what's the should we hit the panic button what do i need to be thinking about no. going into this giants game okay give me the run listen i'm gonna i'm gonna be very honest with you i think i was more disappointed in the philadelphia game than i was this game Listen, watching film, preparing for the Vikings, this this was a 4-1 and one team that we, sh- we were playing. They missed a 37-yard field goal to beat Arizona in week one as time expired. Arizona's undefeated. And they fumbled the ball in overtime against Cincinnati in plus territory that allowed Cincinnati to beat them. So this is a team that, in essence, their one loss, they got beat by Seattle. So very talented team. Dalvin Cook was coming back. I think he is on par. He's a top-five running back in the NFL, Kirk Cousins will, in essence, he's going to run that offense extremely well. He is not going to give you anything. He's going to get rid of the football. They have two major, major playmakers at wide receiver in Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And defensively, there's a lot of talent on that defense. And I'll be honest with you, I was worried about this game. And at halftime, we're down 12 to 10, and we really played very poorly in the first half. And my, our defense really kept us in there because we had a, co- a couple of sudden change uh, opportunities that our defense did fantastic on. And I was like, man, we've got a chance. And then just one thing after another, we just really couldn't – could ever get anything going. Um, you know, we had the block punt, which was huge, and then boom, we score – 11 points late in the game. Um, love seeing the drive uh, by Sam backed up in our, our own end zone. We big fourth down play, a couple of big fourth down uh, pass completions to Ian Thomas and to DJ. Uh, but listen, frustrating. Our defense ran out of gas. Uh, I'm taking uh, rightfully so. I mean, they played, they really played well. It just, they were on the field the whole time. I think Matt Rule said it best in watching his pressers this week, and you felt it during the game. Uh, one, we need to catch the football. I think we we, we had numerous drops. Um, that that was disappointing. But two, we ran the football okay. We really and truly did. I thought Chuba's was really doing a good job of running the football. I thought our line uh, blocked particularly well in the run game. And Matt Rule has basically come out and said, okay, 
we have to run the football. There's just there, and it starts now. We we have to stay in a game in that regard. We're down major major playmakers, and and certainly I'm I'm talking about Christian, um, how he affects the game so much. But we have to run it effectively to keep our defense fresh, and you know we just couldn't do that. And uh, give Minnesota credit, uh, I, I think that's a solid football team, and um, and we took the loss. Now, uh, looking forward, we're going to play the Giants. They are extremely beat up. They're struggling. And I think it's, a, it's, it's, it's just it's perfect timing for us. I truly believe that. It's perfect timing um, to go. They struggle against the run, the Giants. They struggle against the pass. They're fighting injuries. They lost their starting left tackle. I think we can get after the quarterback a good bit. They lost um, – they're, they're struggling at wide receiver. So, I think it's an opportune time for us and Jordan Gross to uh, yep. make a grand appearance. Well, you know that things will be good up in the in the booth, at least. Uh, <clears throat> all right, you're a quarterback, or at least you played one on TV. The co- the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, said we will run the ball more, and that our quarterback isn't playing well enough. We're not coaching him well enough. We're not, you know, all that stuff. So you get pointed out like that by the head coach, and it wasn't like it's all your fault. You know, he wasn't giving him that message, but he's definitely out there saying we need to run the ball more. We need to find our identity without Christian, and our quarterback's not playing well enough. So how does Sam Darnold, who's – Jake, I've I, as a tackle, okay, I knew when I was, like, starting to get into a little bit of a funk, okay? And I'm not saying that's happening at any other position, but just as a quarterback, that can happen as well. And I know you had some times where you were feeling awesome throwing the ball and times where you had some hesitation to what you were doing. How do you take that message from the head coach that you're not playing well enough and then parlay that into – a better performance without letting the, just the negative noise creep in? Well, I think uh, first things first, it should be personal to you because if you have any type of, and I'm going to use the word ego or competitive arrogance, whatever it may be, that, then you should take it personally. And I know that's how I would, but in a good way. Now I'm going to look at it a little different. I thought Sam struggled a whole lot more against Philadelphia than he did last week. First play of the game, absolutely. Cannot make that throw. Yeah, to t- hey, stop. Too- let me stop yeah. you right there. Yeah, first play right. of the game. So t- how how do you justify like, – that's just st- reaching, right, Jake? Like just trying – like you don't – first play of the game, take a shot. I think that's awesome, awesome play call. It's not there. You like, just – Throw it in the dirt or whatever, right? You gotta, you gotta know better than that, don't you? Yeah, you do. And listen, it's a two-man combination. And going into the week, they probably anticipate anticipated probably a little bit of pressure, some man-to-man type of uh, situation. Stack the box, make make us throw it. You would assume that would be Mike Zimmer's thought process. And it was a two-man combination. Block them up. Let's take a shot to Robbie and DJ. It wasn't there. He had plenty of time, scrambled to his right. Listen, get rid of the football. And he, he didn't do it. And listen, but he responded well. I understand he had a fumble later on in the game. That's hard sometimes because the D lineman was on him immediately and just those guys are kind of big and strong, and he separated his hands and <laughs> got the ball out. But you just have to bounce back. I thought he did a nice job. Going back to what I was talking about, about the Philly game, I thought Sam really forced some things in the Philly game. And I've been talking about his feet. I've always loved his feet during the course of the season. But I find I found his feet um, against Philly weren't not the best. 
And I just thought that's telling me he's thinking a little too much. Then watching against Minnesota, we're trying to make plays. We're trying to get things going. Then we're having some drops. He's putting some balls where they need to be, but we're dropping and there's nothing happening. And then lo and behold, we go on a couple of drives late in the game. And the positive thing for Sam, the last time he was on the field this past Sunday, it was a touchdown pass. It was a touchdown pass and a two-point conversion, his last two plays. Right. You know, so I, that that's a positive. You went on a – I believe it was a 96-yard drive or 94-yard drive, one of those two huge completions, big-time throws, and that's positive going into this week. Accept the criticism. Uh, that's part of the game. And just keep going, keep keep moving forward, keep growing. I found the more I watched, and as the week went on, I kind of rewatched the Philly game and just trying to prepare for this game. I think Sam had the um, Christian McCaffrey dependency uh, <laughs> weighed on him the last two games, especially Philly. And what I mean by that is that. When he would drop back early in the season, if there was coverage shown, meaning there were seven guys dropping and the route was not going to develop as sometimes the play calls for, he would go to his check down immediately. He really worked through his progressions quick, went to his check down. And that was Christian. And I'm not saying he did not have confidence in the other guys coming in, but that will weigh in your head. Hey, Christian's not here. I got to make a play. Robbie's got to make a play. Terrace has got to make a play. Certainly DJ's got to make a play. So you start kind of waiting a little longer, holding on to it longer, forcing something a little a little longer, trying to make things happen in your mind. And I think that weighed on it. And I think that was very evident in the Philadelphia game. I didn't find it quite as much in the Minnesota game, which I think was a positive. So I think that's the mindset that he had. And listen, you fall into that trap. You get dependent on a, a big-time playmaker. And that's kind of what we did. So we have to transition from that. I think he did. I think he has. And I think he will play a lot better this Sunday. And I think we as a team will play better. I think playing the Giants will help us. I think they're struggling some. But I look forward to us going out and playing well. I mean, that's just very honest. The beauty of this away game, Jake, which normally comes with crowd noise and all that stuff, is that it can't be too hostile of a situation on Sunday for – Carolina in there the the fans the Giants fans last week you could even hear it on TV were booing the offense and the defense towards the end of the game for the performance that was happening out there against the Rams and that blowout so that'll be nice to know that the, they're going into a situation the Panthers are going into a situation where it's not like they're getting to play a team on a hot streak um, you mentioned that their tack the tackles of the Giants are banged up I'm excited I need to see our sacks pick back up Jake you know we were um, red hot for the the beginning of this season is a defensive line. And that's really what we're good at, right? Is we got to stay like, we got to, we got to have the ball time of possession in our favor offensively. And I know that's what coach rule is getting at with, we're going to run the ball more and all that. We we're not a defense designed to like hold up against the run and against a big team. You always know, kind of saw it with Dallas's O-line as well. And the Vikings have a good O-line. And, and so I'm, I'm excited for our ends, our edge rush guys to hopefully take advantage of some injuries there. They've got three tackles on the roster and um, Joe, Joe Judd said they all will shuffle around and that we've seen the consequence of that a little bit with our O-line when you're moving your tackles around. So Nate Solder, who, uh, has been a left tackle historically he's played right tackle the last couple seasons for them he might be on the left side he did that earlier this year so 
I think there's an opportunity to get after Danny Dimes. What do you what do you think about Danny Dimes, the Charlotte native, Charlotte Latin guy, played at Duke. I know he looks like Eli Manning, and that's been. I just still think it's so funny how similar those two look when you watch them out there in their uniform and stuff. But what's your impression of him, Jake? Well, I, I like the kid. I think the kid has some uh, some toughness to him. I know he's got the turnover gene uh, that's been um, kind of in his DNA uh, so far in the NFL. I just think they haven't been the greatest team around him. And listen, I don't, I don't think he's that quarterback that can uh, – that upper echelon that can, hey, y'all get on my back, you know, I'll carry our team. I think he's one that needs help. Uh, certainly, Saquon Barkley, it just he, – he cannot seem to stay healthy. Um, and they've just kind of had issues receiver-wise, getting some playmakers on the field. So, I think he's a talented kid um, that works his tail off, runs the football very well. So, we have to be uh, cognizant of him running the football also. Uh, but also, he, listen, he's prone to turnovers. And – Every one of our games, we've lost the turnover battle. We we've lost every one of our games. We're either tied or we won the turnover battle. We won, so that's an easy formula. Um, and you said he kind of looks like Eli. I've got a funny side note to that. I am sitting in the airport Sunday night, uh, eating a little pizza, watching the end of the Dallas game, waiting on my plane. I had a little time, and this guy sitting next to me, and he's talking, and he said, "Anybody ever tells you you look like a young Eli Manning?" And I kind of started laughing. I was like, no, I said, but I take that as a compliment. I said, because I'm a lot older than Eli. So uh, um, I'm about six or seven years older than Eli. So I took that as a compliment, or unless he's saying Eli looked really old. So I thought that was an interesting side note. That could be a compliment, Jake, unless he thinks Eli is really ugly. Yeah, so, we didn't get to that. I didn't want my. He uh, didn't say a handsome Eli, you know. So yeah. um, best memory at playing at New York. Okay, and ours may be oh. similar. Oh, mine was the playoff game, Jordan. I mean, that yeah. was just, uh, you know, going up there. Um, Are you talking about, an o- was that 05? That would have been, was it January 06? Yes, the 05 well, yeah, season. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're the we're the uh, wild card, and mm-hmm. we had to go up. And they had some injuries at the time. I will, I will say that. But – the thing that I loved about it, it was a beautiful day. The weather was outstanding for January in New York. And they had the white flags twirling around in the stands. And I had all their signals because I would D- DVR like inside the NFL on one of those stations. And you, I would, I did so much homework watching film, but I also did things like that. You could pick up hot mics on the sidelines and maybe a call here or there. Well, Brent Alexander was a 12-year veteran safety, and I think Tim – I can't remember the defensive coordinator um, for the Giants. Maybe Tim Lewis at the time. And Tim was with the Steelers, with Brent Alexander. So, anyway, Brent was the safety. He had to call all the defensive plays because they were depleted at linebacker. So, he had to signal the coverage out to the the, the other secondary defenders. So, I, I, I knew the all the – uh, defensive coverages before the play would snap. So I just told uh, Mike McCord to tell Dan Henning, get the play in early. Just get it in early. Give me a, a run pass check with me on every single play. 
And I get up to the line and we went with the old infamous blue green, Jordan blue yep. for the sky. We're throwing it and green for the grass. We're running it. And all I did was just look at him and I got the signals and we just completely dominated the game. And See, I want to say Eli had a rough game that day. Ken Lucas maybe had a pick. We got after him and gosh, did we shut him out? Wasn't it like 23 to nothing I, or something like that? Well, did you mean when you said Eli Manning, do you mean an old Jake DeLome? Is no, really what no, you're saying. that would have been – well, if, if the but, correlation, I would have been in high school because that was Eli's like second or third. Year. Right. He but really he, young, J- if you're a young Eli Manning, he's an old Jake DeLome. So that's there, you the there you go. I wish you would have told me that kind of stuff when we were playing, Jake. Like, hey, don't worry, guys. I know there's signals. Everything will be fine. Because I had to deal with Michael Strahan that whole game. And that's not a fun. Well, that, that's not a know. fun week. Like, hey, <laughs> guy, how's work going? Good. Got to go against one of the greatest ever to do it on Sunday. Here we go. Should be fun. Meanwhile, Jake's back there. Ooh, it's cover two. This will be a piece of cake. I'm over there peeing my pants the whole time. Well, I, so. I get it. But, I mean, listen, at least we had the right calls, you know. if it was, Yeah, now I know. Uh, Freaking 20 years well, later or whatever. Jeez. Uh, well, it, was, best, uh, it made for a great day. The best, the the funniest story, it's a horrible story, but the funniest story for me from, it's actually from MetLife Stadium. You weren't with us anymore at this point. Matt Moore was quarterback. I have, I'm going against OCU Minora, which was not easy by any means. The whole game, he's he was like a Pro Bowl level, awesome pass rusher, and I'm battling my tail off. We're not very good. This was probably, when was this? Maybe oh. Oh, a no, 10, probably 10, 10, 10, maybe, yeah. season, yeah. Late in the game, in our own end zone, I set vert, set vertical, set vertical on a pass play. He's chopping and chopping, finally gets kind of around the corner late. Matt rolls right, sack fumble in the end zone, Jake. Nightmare situation. Oh. What do I do? I don't panic. I continue on, and I pick the ball up because you don't want it to be a safety or a touchdown. And I run out of the end zone like two yards and get smoked by the some defender <laughs> from the Giants out of bounds. But I carried the ball for two yards. And, Jake, my God love my friends and family. They all thought that was the coolest thing ever that I got to carry the ball. <laughs> they were calling me and that texting is- me for like a week, the whole next week. I just got to say that was so cool when you got to carry the ball. And I, and I text back. Did you not see the 16 seconds prior when I gave up a sack fumble in the end zone, you jerks? Come on. Oh, my God. I did not realize that, Jordan. It's kind yeah. of starting to come back to me, but I was in yep. Cleveland at the time. But yep. I've got to try to pull that up. i got to see yeah, this. Yeah, we should do it. Yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff I remember. You remember all these cool things like stealing calls. I just remember all the panic and despair I felt over the years. But, Jake, uh, enjoy the weekend with the, the family. Get the house pressure washed and all the toilet paper dingleberries pulled down and everything. And um, if you got any time, tune in. Give me a full review of my performance, and I'll talk to you next week, man. Sounds good. Enjoy yourself, and bring us home a win, man. This is what we need. We need a win. So good luck this weekend. Enjoy yourself, and take care. All right, Jake. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina. Your care, your way. Wow, <laughs> wow,